Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we have Betsy joining us again. She's been sharing her journey of retirement and the special bond that she's developed with her elderly mother-in-law. Retirement can be such an exciting and transformative period. Now that you've had some time to settle into retirement, can you share with us what's been going on in your life? Hi. Uh, yeah, so... One of the things that I had really looked forward to in my retirement was spending some more time with my elderly mother-in-law. She's really a wonderful, sweet lady because she's had some pretty significant health uh, problems. I've been spending significantly more more time uh, uh, with her. It's been kind of a big part of my retirement over the last few weeks, which is uh, and I think probably a, a blessing that I am retired and that I'm able to do this. You know, it's been a joy just doing little things for her, helping her to smile, um, at just helping her out and however I can, and also hearing about her life and her experiences. Betsy had always admired her mother-in-law, a wonderful and sweet lady who'd lived a life full of experiences. She finds herself happy spending more time with her. Due to her health, Betsy's retirement took an unexpected turn. Instead of leisurely activities, she spends some of her days caring for her mother-in-law. Yeah, she fell out of bed and got a compression fracture in her spine. I mean... This isn't the first time she's fallen either. She was living in independent living until about uh, six months ago, and then uh, she moved to assisted living. And with this most recent fall, we were unsure whether she'd even be able to go back to the assisted living. Hospital beds are actually not even allowed. Uh, there's In the state of Illinois, at least, there's a, a law. Um, and it's interesting to kind of read about it, that the, the law was created because um, they believe that some people can get even more injured 
Well, I think actually hospital beds are can be allowed, but not with like full bars that would prevent somebody from falling out because they, they worry about somebody could could climb over or they could like get caught in between the bars or something like that. Each state in the USA may have its own rules about bed rails on hospital beds to ensure safety. They are commonly used for young children and older adults to prevent falls from bed. Some studies suggest that it makes it easier for patients to adjust their position, turn in bed, and get in and out of bed independently, which can improve their overall comfort. However, it's important to be aware of the potential dangers associated with bed rails. Improper use or misuse can lead to serious injuries. Entrapment happens when a person's body gets stuck between the bed rail and the mattress or when body parts get trapped in the gaps of the rail. It was interesting for us to learn about, too. And I don't know how many states have this law, but apparently it, it is a law. So after she, she took this, this most recent fall, um, she had to go to the hospital. She wound up being in the hospital for about a week, and then she went to a rehab facility. Interaction with medical professionals not only provides essential care, but also offers us support during challenging times. Nurses, unions, and doctors have expressed concerns about the safety of bed rails and emphasize the need for careful assessment and proper use. They highlight the importance of developing personalized care plans and regularly evaluating a patient's condition to determine whether bed rails are necessary. I was shocked to learn that bed rails aren't always allowed, and even if they are, they might not prevent someone from falling out of bed. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yeah, but even those, I think, don't have bars that go like all the way across the entire bed. Now, as you know, falls can lead to injuries like fractures, and they can have a big impact on a person's overall health and independence. According to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, there were 155 reported deaths related to bed rail use between 2003 and 2012. Additionally, there were more than 36,000 non-fatal injuries associated with bed rails during that same time period. While these numbers may seem alarming, it's important to note that they represent a small percentage of the overall number of people who use bed rails. The PCSC estimates that there were about 2.5 million bed rail users in the United States, which means that the vast majority of people who use bed rails do so safely. Even in those, they it, it, they have uh, like they're, they're beds that kind of you can lower them real low so that if the person does fall, they don't fall as far, but it, they don't have bars all the way across them. There is a... Well, a little something, yeah. After her fall, Betsy's mother-in-law suffered a compression fracture in her spine. There were no bars across the bed to prevent falls completely. Instead, there were smaller measures in place to provide some protection. There are several factors that can contribute to these incidents, including... Number one, bed rails must be properly installed to be effective. If they're not installed correctly, they may not be able to prevent falls or they may actually increase the risk of falls. Number two, some people are more prone to moving around in their sleep, which can cause them to fall out of bed even with bed rails in place. 
And number three, certain medical conditions such as dementia can increase the risk of falls and make it more difficult for individuals to use bed rail safety. I've been spending a lot more while she was in the hospital and while she was in the rehab because even the little things like for an elderly person who can't really see very well and isn't very doesn't have a lot of dexterity, even to change the channels on the TV set is difficult or the adjust the radio. And, you know, it seems like in this day and age, there, there ought to be more technological solutions to make it easier for people. We did set up my mother-in-law's phone so that she can say things like, hey, Siri, call Betsy. That is easy for her. We took off all of the things on the phone the apps and things like that that she didn't need so that she can just call by by voice. But, you know, there ought to be more things like, you know, just say, hey, turn on the radio. I learned a lot about the nursing shortage. And, you know, one day I went to the rehab facility and she was in some pain. And so I went to the nurse's station and you know, tried to find somebody who was on duty one of the nurses was on uh, her break, which, of course, they all deserve to get a break. But the one that was supposed to be covering her for her at the time was showering another patient. So that's not helpful. And, you know, what if something really bad happened and there's no nurse to be found anywhere? So it's kind of a little bit scary to to see that and experience that. And I guess, like, Nobody really wants to be a nurse anymore. The nursing shortage is indeed a significant concern in many countries, including the United States. The demand for nurses is increasing due to several factors, including an aging population. Also, high patient loads, long working hours, and high stress levels may discourage individuals from pursuing or continuing a nursing career. It remains an ongoing challenge that requires attention and collective action to ensure adequate health care support for our aging population. Aside from the nursing shortage, there should also be a way to bring technology in to help our elderly. It wasn't when I was in high school. It was after me. I don't know if this still exists, but seniors had to do X amount of volunteer work before they could uh, graduate. And one of the things that they did was work in nursing homes, assisted living, hospitals, things like that. Remember candy stripers? So I'm just wondering if that's still a thing. I didn't see any of that for the week that I was sitting in the hospital with her or at the rehab facility. Yeah, it does seem like there should be more of that just for those little things. And also just like, you know, for the companionship, because at the at the assisted living place, they take her downstairs to get her meals three times a day. But at the rehab facility, they would just like bring a tray and set it down. And she couldn't even see very well to know like, where's the meat, where's the potatoes, at least put it in front of her and give her kind of an orientation of that uh, the potatoes are on the right. And, you know, they help her go downstairs to the dining room where she can eat her meals. And so she eats her meals with the same people and she has them to talk to. And then they do have a lot of nice activities there. Um, 
like games and and things like that. Um, because of her vision issues, she can't do everything that they offer there. Like she can't really see the bingo card unless somebody is sitting with her, helping her or something. I do feel blessed that I've been able to to, to spend that time to to be with her. It has meant I, I've been focusing a lot on that and not so much on some of my other pillars of retirement lately, but that's okay. One of the things I've been doing to, to try and keep fit is Pilates. I go to a, a Pilates studio that has group classes on the reformers. And I like that a lot. I don't know if you've ever done Pilates or not, but uh, a reformer is kind of this big torture chamber contraption type of thing that has springs on it and you lay down on it. And it's some very small, subtle movements, but it really makes a huge difference in your your core and your abs. Um, a lot of good things for, for balance um, and hip flexibility. And so it's it's a great workout and I, I like it a lot. The classes in the place I go to get filled up pretty quickly. So it's nice now being able to go to a class at 10 o'clock in the morning instead of at five o'clock in the evening or, or yeah, or before work, which I was never somebody who could get up early enough to go exercise before work anyway. So <laughs> that, that wasn't me. It's a blessing to be able to spend quality time with people we love, even when it means shifting focus away from other aspects of our retirement. This experience highlights the importance of maintaining good health and fitness to sustain an active lifestyle as we age. Betsy's found her own way to prioritize her physical well-being by engaging in Pilates. What have you done to prioritize your own physical well-being? And speaking of, of Pilates, that's what Martha Stewart said she used in order to tone herself up enough to be on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover. You know, say what you want about Martha Stewart, but at 81, to be that strong and healthy and confident in her own skin, and yes, it's airbrushed, yes, she's had plastic surgery, uh, yes, she can afford to get a facial every week, and not all of us can, but wow, go Martha. That makes me want to keep doing Pilates. Martha Stewart, the iconic American lifestyle guru, has been a household name for decades. At 81 years old, she continues to inspire people with her energy, confidence, and health. She's a big advocate of Pilates, and she credits this exercise for keeping her body strong and healthy. Pilates, in case you don't know it, is a low-impact exercise that focuses on strengthening your core muscles, improving flexibility, and enhancing posture. It's an excellent exercise for people of all ages, and it can help prevent common age-related health issues such as osteoporosis and back pain. It's a reminder that age is not a barrier to maintaining strength. Betsy's admiration for Martha's accomplishments reinforces the importance of finding inspiration and role models who embody the qualities and aspirations that we strive for in our own lives. 
Now, for more detailed information about Pilates and its impact on health, we're adding some links to the show notes page. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash Betsy5. That's R-O-C-K-Y-O-U-R-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T dot com slash B-E-T-S-Y and then the number five. But just for your information, we've got the benefits of Pilates by Very Well Fit what are the benefits of Pilates by WebMD, and Pilates, what it is, benefits, and more by the Mayo Clinic. Yesterday, for the um, first time, I also went to the Park District gym in my neighborhood, which is, it's free for if you're 60 or over, you can go there. So I went and walked, did the elliptical training for a little while, which is, is a nice option, pretty nice gym for being free. And, uh, uh, you know, if it's a little bit chilly outside, I don't feel like walking outside. That's that's a nice option. There's going to be a new series of The Bachelor with all people over 60. It's called The Golden Bachelor. Do you have a gym that gives free access to people over a certain age? Let us know in the show notes. Also, let us know if you've watched The Golden Bachelor. This unique edition of the popular show, The Bachelor, features contestants who are all over the age of 60. It represents a refreshing shift in the presentation of love and relationships, showcasing that age is not a barrier to finding romance and companionship. This new show reflects the growing recognition of the desires of older adults in a popular culture. It challenges ageist stereotypes, and embraces the idea that love knows no age limits. Well, I'm excited about the nicer weather that is starting up, and the farmer's markets have begun, and uh, we're going to be doing some planting of flowers and vegetables in our garden this weekend. I, I like to grow tomatoes and cilantro and make my own pico de gallo. I also like growing mint for iced tea, mint juleps, and mojitos. And if you've never grown a garden before, be sure and keep your mint in a pot. Mint has a tendency to spread and take over garden spaces, so careful containment is necessary to prevent it from overpowering other plants. But one nice thing about retirement is that you have more time. Yeah. So, yeah, and with a little more time to cook in retirement, it's it's nice to be able to make stir fries and things like that that take a little bit more time uh, to, to chop and, and prep, be continuing to spend time with my mother-in-law. And I have been doing some decluttering of the house a little bit, not maybe not quite as much as my husband would, would want me to do. <laughs> so there's a new show uh, on TV that's narrated and produced by Amy Poehler, and it's really well done. It actually has three Swedish people go around to people's houses and help them with their Swedish death cleaning. The new show that's produced and narrated by Amy Poehler follows three Swedish experts as they travel around the United States helping people with their Swedish death cleaning. Each episode features a different family or individual who's struggling with clutter and disorganization, and the Swedish experts step in to offer guidance and support. 
one of the things that set this show apart is its emphasis on the emotional and psychological aspects of decluttering. They also encourage them to reflect on their lives and consider what's truly important. Overall, I'm definitely enjoying being retired. Uh, I would rather be spending time with with my mother-in-law, talking to her, helping her as I can, than sitting at my desk, pounding away on emails at work and dealing with the same old, same old. I'm so glad that Betsy is keeping us up to date on her retirement journey. Do you have a story to share? Let us know in the show notes or send us an email to podcast at rockyourretirement.com. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye.